0: Good evening, Judith. Good evening, Sonia. Welcome to the Coaches Cup podcast. I am Sonia Green from Sonia Green Coaching.
1: And I'm Judith Fender. I'm one of the amazing coaches with the No BS Weight Loss Program.
0: Yes, you are. Yes. And we're back for episode 101 for anyone who's checking. (laughs) And I was thinking like
1: episode 102 is probably, no, wait a minute. 104 should be, should be the special one. That's the two year.
0: Yes, it should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, about that one too. <laughs> well, <laughs> this just happens to be a continuation of last week because we went on for 50 minutes. Oh my word. Answering questions. And so we called time, but there was still one question hanging out there. And we decided that this one question was worthy of an entire episode.
1: Mm, that's right. Because it's, it's, um, it might summarize the past two years for many of us. Yeah. You know, hard times, yeah. hard
0: times. How do we handle hard times? How do we handle the hard times? Yeah. And what, what keeps us going? So mm. we thought we would answer that today. And we each have decided on a few things that we want to bring up. We could probably talk for 50 minutes on this one, right?
1: Well, let's just see how we go.
0: <laughs> so thinking about hard times, I know as, as we've talked, we've been through, well, everybody's been through hard times with COVID oh. over the last couple of years, right?
1: Well, I mean, we're assuming, right? Because they're, they're in, what is the definition of hard of times? Of
0: hard times. That's right. It's whatever <laughs> you decide it is.
1: Hard yeah. times could be today, right? you had that's two, right. your cow had two calves and mama's rejecting one of them. And then it's running through there looking for a Lego.
0: <laughs> the dog chewed up his Lego. <laughs> <drew homework> and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a great point. I mean, how do we even think about hard times? I <laughs> it is, it is. And, and I will tell you, I don't want to diminish this at all, but the longer I coach myself, the fewer things that I really call a hard time because, you know, I didn't even, until you brought it up. So for all of you keeping up with my retirement escapades (laughs) on the farm today, we had a cow who had twins and she, yeah, she rejected one of them. So I guess you could legitimately say that that's, that's a difficulty. There's a lot that goes into it, but I I didn't really think about it as a hard time until you said that,
1: you know, when when we were doing just that split second Mm pre-gaming and I said to you, I'm like, this is training for hard times. Like our ability to manage our days and how we think, feel, do throughout the day and how we take care of ourselves. These, you know, you can look at it as a day. You can look at it at the hours and the micro moments on how you show up.
0: Yes. Yes. And so I'll just, I'll just start and tell you the first thing that I think about the thing that keeps me going, the thing that pushes me forward when I have something difficult in my life is I never believe my brain.
1: Mm. That's (laughs) a superpower. That's a superpower. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And I'm not saying that I just quickly dismiss it because when my brain is telling me, that something's not fair or that somebody mistreated me or didn't respect whatever, you know, that, that I did, my brain is pretty convincing yeah, and I have to actively Mm -hmm. question that Mm. and look in the mirror and say, okay, brain, I see you. I see you (laughs) and I know your tricks, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that gets me off the wall. Mm-hmm. that's so good and and you know I know what to expect from it it's been doing the same thing for 51 years now
1: <laughs> right there are no new there <laughs> we know the patterns we know the routines and of our thinking our patterns at least at this age right yeah. with yeah. the coaching with the coaching others and self-coaching there are very few surprises anymore no that's true it does give us the ability to be discerning and, and we get to choose, right? You could choose to be like, that wasn't fair,
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) but during hard times, hard air quote, hard times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe my brain. Now there are some times that I have said, okay, I'm going to give myself this long to just wallow in this feeling just -hmm. because I decide, okay, you you have this long to do it. But after that, no, I'm done. And you know, I don't do that very often anymore, but every once in a while I will. Mm. A big one for me is I I was a catastrophizer. Mm. I would spend time <laughs> I laugh at this now because it it seems so silly, but I would spend time actively imagining the worst-case scenario. That's a special gift. <laughs> so that I could be also in air quotes, prepared. Prepared. For- oh yeah. Yeah.
1: I did that in college. Yeah. I can remember thinking like walking at night, if I'd gone to the library or my Lord, I didn't go much, many places else's parked my car somewhere, but I can remember like being prepared for someone to come around the corner. Cause I was going to kick their ass. I mean, I was ready. <laughs> I was like, "Don't talk," but but that type of mine was, of course, more anxiety driven. Uh-huh. But I, w- I could I could spin a story, yeah, quickly and get myself
0: in a state to I could probably kick somebody's ass. Yeah. <laughs> I at least yours is legitimate. Like I'm thinking about people, you know, relationships, and thinking about the worst case scenario and preparing myself for that. I would give yours some legitimacy. There's some. Yeah. You know, you should be prepared if you're in a walk into your dorm at night or something.
1: I was catching a podcast. Well, apparently there's two types of vulnerability, conscious vulnerability. Uh And I'm going off on a tangent. I can't remember the second one here was Susan David. I cannot, but anyway, but it was, what was the difference between men and women? And there was, you know, that the women do have because of our size. Now I was not a little girl in college and I was lifting weights and I prided myself, but. And there's the conscious vulnerability. That's where we're aware. And like where we actively choose to put ourselves in situations, Mm -hmm. getting a promotion, a new job. You know, we know it's going to feel exposed and we're still going to show up. And then the second type of vulnerability. And he related that to that men have it, but that women do have a little extra due to our biology.
0: Huh? Mm -hmm. How about that? Yeah. Well, that's if, if I catch myself catastrophizing today Mm -hmm. I that's not something I will wallow in I stop that like full stop immediate because Mm -hmm. that is not going to take me anywhere good yeah there's Uh, nowhere that train stops that I want to get off
1: (laughs) agreed as someone who has anxiety like I can I can agree that fortunately (laughs) it's been about four months y'all i have been in a a good state of not feeling anxiety in my body. So, um, I'm clearly capable of catastrophizing other things. It's just not coming to the forefront right now, but I understand what you're saying. 100%.
0: Yeah. All right. So give us one of yours. So I was thinking
1: about in 2020, I was going for my, I don't know, at this point, it could have been my third or fourth colonoscopy of the year.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You, you had a, you had a good year there. It was a good year for colonoscopy.
1: Five colonoscopies in a year. Mm-hmm. And so I needed to go for the COVID test and I had to go down to the hospital and, you know, I did all that. And it wasn't an aggressive. Like, I think this was probably my first COVID test. A young girl pulled out in front of me, actually someone, the car to the right, she was pulling out to my right and the car, it was two lane road, the car to my right motioned her on to come on out. Oh no. Me. And so like I slammed on the brakes. I mean I was going like it was I was going under 35 for sure because it was in the city. It was like a slow motion wreck. And truth be told, it should have been like no damage to my car, but you know how cars are made. Mm -hmm. Uh, But hers, my front bumper hit her back wheel and it like bent her wheel, all the things. But in a split second I was super proud of myself because I made the decision. I, I knew when I saw the car that I was getting ready to hit and I was so grateful that I wasn't hitting her, that I was hitting her back wheel and that we were, I knew we were all going to be safe. Yeah. And when I saw her, I made an assessment real quick that no matter what my day was far was, was fine. This is not a problem for me because I'm, I was telling you, you know, when you can make the type of car the glasses she had on, it was a, like a dental clinic that she Mm -hmm. was coming out of. And there were, there were two other people in the car. Um, but I was, I was not bitter. I was not angry. You know, I had some adrenaline, Mm -hmm. got out of the car and looked, but. You know, I went and checked and make sure that she made sure that she was okay. And I think for me in those, in that split second, I just accepted what was, you know, there was no fixing my car Instantly, Like it was done. (laughs) the damage was done. Yeah. And there was no point getting upset and practicing I remember practicing managing my mind around getting my car back, you know, like going through the process of not having the car. But even then, I knew I was still better off. And better off isn't what I'm trying to say. What am I I'm, there's something I'm searching for. Like I was just I was just grateful for my circumstance. Yeah. Was still amazing. It was, it was actually a very humbling experience. If I had a, a word to come up with, like, yeah.
0: well, it's so easy. I was talking last week about that space between mm-hmm. the stimulus and response stimulus and response. Thank you. It is so easy to jump straight to the response in a mm-hmm. situation like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And that ability. And I think that's what I did in those, those split seconds was, you know, just decided. Mm-hmm. what you know I had a surge of emotion a surge of that cortisol adrenaline all the things yeah, yes. but there was no point in me being anything but kind and considerate to her and for for both of our circumstances standing was, in the middle of the road
0: yeah and how much better for everybody yeah. was your decision it was so- my life better for her bless her heart Yep. Yeah. yeah I mean yeah. she wouldn't have chosen to do that No, I felt terrible
1: for her and the police officer that showed up, you know, just the whole process. It just, it just made it, I mean, we could even go so far as to say, you know, she admitted responsibility, you know, it was just an easy circumstance. We, we all handled it the best we could. Yeah. And it turned out to be, you know, an okay experience.
0: Yeah. I don't know, but that's
1: what I accepting what is. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the moment and not arguing with reality and what's done is done and assessing that I could still show up as the, as the best version of me. I had that ability to yeah.
0: just, yeah, that, that fits really dovetails with, with my next one too, is that I have learned when, when times are difficult to accept my feelings. Mm, yeah. And that seems like such a big one for me because I've always stuffed my feelings down. Mm-hmm. And so to not judge them, to not think it's silly, to not be, I have been, this is a feeling describing a feeling, but I have often been embarrassed that I had feelings. <laughs> Tell me more. Let me coach I know. you. On this so sound, interesting. It sounds silly, this but is, oh, we're not judging it. Right, exactly. To learn to just accept whatever that feeling is. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Feelings are not weakness, and Mm -hmm. for so long that's how I judged my feelings. And to now just say, okay, we're feeling this. We're feeling. We're feeling shame. We're feeling embarrassment. We're feeling sad, Mm -hmm. and just acknowledge that and spend some time doing it is. I think one of the biggest gifts I've ever given myself.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I I could, I could dovetail right in on that too. And (laughs) thinking about, you know, this past year alone, opening up to, to feeling the feelings and understanding. And I I would, I'm going to have a little caveat a little parentheses, a little extra here on, I don't know if we talk about dysregulated nervous system. Have we talked to any about that? I
0: think so. Yeah. I I don't remember which podcast it was, but I feel like we have. Okay. Just one
1: for me, like the, if I could add a little extra for the hard times was one is understanding that probably for years, I'm going to go with at least the last five years I've been dysregulated, probably the last 30 years, if the truth be told on some form of understanding, because I was feeling the feelings but they didn't match the, the match, the moment.
0: Yes. Explain, (laughs) explain that to folks, what you mean by dysregulated.
1: I'm talking about like my nervous system was in a state where I could not control the anxiety. I could not get to a comfortable place, even when there was nothing going on the constant vibration. And so it's, it's actually being stuck I'm air quoting it's called a stuck or fixed state Mm -hmm. that's when you've got both fight flight and freeze going like the brakes on and the gas on yes and so I was just in a constant heightened state Mm -hmm. and it's been since January knock on wood (laughs) y'all that uh, like my feelings and thoughts are all matching like last year I said the words to one of my coach friends I said you know this model is amazing, but it, it doesn't work when you're dysregulated. You cannot sit there and try to do thought work because it just feels, you feel crazy. I'm just going to yeah. say it. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous.
0: And you mentioned, I, I remember now, I don't remember what episode it was that we were talking about this, but you talked about how you were doing zip lining. Mm, and and Yes. Yes, the matching because you finally felt like your feeling was matching your reaction.
1: Isn't that interesting? Scream, is and you know, and I, ha, I'm t- like, I want to talk about this because you know, I didn't know then. This was like, you know, this was like the onion started peeling mm-hmm. whole year um, this past year, and I remember saying that, and I remember feeling like I matched, like screaming and being elated and the joy of doing that, like matched the vibration in my body, because it sure wasn't like that when I came home or when I was trying to coach other people, What was, I was experiencing in my body was so I'm going to use the word disconcerting. And when I think about like the pelvic, the pelvic floor issue that I had, yes, and I'm even questioning now the mechanics of the issue, I was thinking it had something to do with my glutes, Uh but the more I become, the more I become regulated and I'm doing lots of research, it's, it's from the stress of the body and how like breathing yeah. too shallow and not being present in my body because
0: I was so anxious, yeah. I was so dysregulated. So that's. something that I still haven't completely figured out, but I've had lots of moments in the last month, especially where I have found myself. I will have a moment where I'll check in and every muscle in my body is just clenched. I don't mean tight. I mean, clenched. Yes. And I'm like, what is going on? There's something going on here and I'm not always, you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, well maybe it's this or uh, last week I went with my daughter to, uh, she's getting ready to graduate from college and go to chiropractic school. So cool. And so last week we went on our first college visit, chiropractic school visit. And I was, I was doing this a lot the first of the week. And what I finally realized when I got home from that visit is that I was anxious for her, yeah, yeah. and I didn't realize that I what? was always anxious for me when I did when I did my own college visits,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I didn't realize I was getting super anxious for her.
1: We're having thoughts just so i'm clear yeah.
0: <laughs> no, exactly, exactly, deep down somewhere that I hadn't probed hadn't realized mm-hmm. I was not even worried like worried is not it I think just anxious because I knew this was a big move for her mm-hmm. I'm so proud of her and I know it's gonna be amazing but I think I want it to go right mm. you know I have this I have this idea yes, in Mama. my head mm-hmm. of what it what right looks like and that's the way I want it to go for her and I think that's what I think that's what a lot of it was that's interesting and you know,
1: for the, for the record, after, you know, you recognizing that tension in your body, the, on the flip side, you know, it was a year of physical therapy that I've done. I, I just graduated. I, I went to see her about <laughs> I guess it was two weeks ago. And even then I went because I want to be able to keep her on my speed dial in case i need her, you know, I went, yeah. I was like, okay, but had I not had the physical therapy, I can't tell you, like now I can totally recognize when I, I like, I immediately know when I'm yeah. it, and it's all day long. I am self-correcting. I can I can tell I'm pulling in the hip there and the, in, you know, in the pelvic floor. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. Yeah, I am. I'm clenching up. Okay. Uh-huh. gotta relax, bring it back down. And my own little regulator. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my, I've got my
0: signs. It's, it's amazing, right? It is. It's a signpost. That feeling <laughs> is a signpost. Yes. And yes. it's to, to be able to have access to that. Um, that's a big way to that, I'm learning to get through difficult times, whatever they are, even if I don't know they're difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And well, that's part of it too, is, is sometimes,
1: you know, we, we're so used, we're so accustomed. I think I, I told you about like, you know, we push through. Yes. We're so used to, well, I was, you are, I'm sure. Like all are, we just push through so much that, we don't realize until it's over what has gone on and we can make the assessment or deal with the chaos or whatever is going on.
0: Learning to stop. We're used to, to figuring it out after it's all over, yeah. but the, the real learning is learning to stop. There's and slow down, slow down, slow down. Yeah. At, Between the stimulus and the response. <laughs> and
1: that's, and that is so like, even when, when I think about, you know, so I'll go ahead and, you know, toss out there to learning to have a schedule. Yes. Like getting, getting regular, being a stay at home mom, you know, I counted on the kid's schedule for me. And then there was this period where they, you know, moved out of the house and were in college and I didn't have a real schedule. So I'm super grateful for, you know, what no BS teaches, you know, us how to live our best life and lose weight. And that includes, you know, the four basics and that's, Sleep is one of the four basics, and so setting myself up for success, having my food meal prepped, yeah. knowing <laughs> how my day is going, planning and calendaring and seeing where my time is that having controlling what I can control. And that's really important to know, to be able to discern like in that car accident in the moment, I couldn't control what it was done, but I could control how I was going to show up. Yes. And I can't control what tomorrow is going to ring, but I sure can go to bed on time and get up on time and be ready.
0: <laughs> right. No, I think that's why, you know, that's why Corinne's message has been so valuable to so many people. And that's why people get in the tribe, lose their weight and stay in because it's something that we can take. I mean, it's a lesson for life. It's not just for weight loss. No, having a schedule planning and staying on that schedule is a gift to yourself.
1: I can't tell you how many of my clients that I have coached who are retired or getting ready to be retired. And they're trying to figure out what to do with their time. And it's super interesting to, um, to help them this for themselves to, to create these schedules because they're, you know, sleeping in till nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, and then they're up till 10, 11 o'clock at night. And anyhow, um, but scheduling and I was going to say something else. I'm all, I'm a scattered here. <laughs> I could talk about all the things, but it was controlling what you can control. That's yeah. the stimulus response right there. Totally. Yeah. And, but you have to be able to discern and know when to, when to push through and when not to push through and how to take care of yourself and controlling your, how you show up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the last one that I had, it can follow right along with that. I love how this has just been one long conversation. Yes, me too. Um, Is burning off stress, Mm -hmm. which we've kind of alluded to, but knowing that when I have those moments where I clench up even before I recognize all the reasons that I'm having it. I know that I need to start enacting some mechanisms to burn that off.
1: 100%, which one of my things is, is for me as exercise, like it yes. is my mental and physical health.
0: Yeah. It, it's yeah. some kind of movement. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I I think I I think I mentioned this last week, although I don't remember what it was in connection to, that I will sing at the top of my lungs. Oh yeah, like in the car. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Just that helps. That regulates or activates that vagus nerve, helps you to start burning off the stress. And I can tell, I can tell a huge difference if I if I'm in the car for 15 minutes and just singing. I can tell a difference in my, in my whole state of mind.
1: Mm, And that's how I feel when I'm out on my hikes, Mm -hmm. you know, out in the sunshine and having a little dirt and just getting that air going through my lungs. Or if I'm lifting heavy weights, I can feel that release and I could, my body is so relaxed when I, when, when I come home or yeah. And I don't get the carbides like you. I'm a little jealous of that. Well,
0: well, (laughs) but you know, so oh, the, reason, car rides. <laughs> the reason that I offer that is, yes, I like a good walk too to relieve my stress. But when I was in the car for four hours a day, yes, yes couldn't always, yeah, I couldn't always just take a walk down I sixty five. And in those moments, yeah. singing was a really good second option.
1: Yeah, and it reminds me too, you know, when I think about we podcast, I don't know, a year or two ago, we were talking about the monks and humming and how it connects the left and the right That's part of the brain.
0: Right. Those monks yes. are something. They were,
1: you know, was activating the Vegas nerve when they, they just didn't, maybe they didn't. Know. I don't know. I'm going to tell you the more I learned to the Buddhist, uh-huh. the Tao Te Ching and the Ta all these different Eastern philosophies. Yes. They had stuff figured out. <laughs>
0: yeah. They, they really, they really do and mm-hmm. did and do. Um, yeah, but humming activates the, the right and left sides of the brain mm-hmm. simultaneously. Which
1: can bring you back to the present moment. The it center.
0: gets you out of the funk, out of your brain. Viraling, yeah. Yeah, back into present. And, and even deep breathing. That's something mm-hmm. else that I will do in the car. Because you mentioned this, you get into that shallow breathing um, and you don't realize that you haven't taken a full breath in a really long time, sometimes
1: they're
0: mm-hmm. so just making a couple of minutes for that deep breathing. Yeah. That gets me through the stress
1: somewhere. I heard, you know, I'm always listening to something but they, they were talking about, you know, sitting, being the new cigarette smoking, right. That, you know, cause we're, we sit so yeah. much, but that we were better off. The person who gets up and walks for five minutes, every hour is better off Than the person who works out hard for an hour a day.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Right. Well, and there was, I think it, maybe it must've been for heart rate variability that don't discount those five minutes is what I want to say. Yeah. And to get that deep breathing in to help yourself. Cause when we're sitting all day, Mm -hmm. that tendency is to have be in the shallow breath.
0: Yes. Yeah. I like to do, and I, like is not really the correct word here, but I will make myself take a flight of stairs mm-hmm. up and down. Like if I just have a couple of minutes mm-hmm. um, I, and my Fitbit tells me it's 10 till the hour and I don't have all my steps in, I will take a flight of steps up and down because mm-hmm. just getting yourself moving for those few minutes it can hurts. make a huge difference. Yes. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Those are, those are the main things as I've been thinking about this and I've been thinking about it all week. Those are the things that really keep me going through it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and of course, friends and family do too, that communication. Oh, with yeah. Sometimes I, I can't wait to talk to you and <laughs> 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 you know, something that's happened or something that's going on. Um, I know you would enjoy hearing about the, the twins today.
1: Well, what color are they?
0: Oh, they're black. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, white, yeah. no white face or white hoof or nope. Oh, nope. And you know what? My husband just texted me, and I have baby chicks too. Oh well, life, life happening on the farm. I know all kinds and of I, life. I saw being- a Barn picture.
1: Look like you're building a. It looks like a big barn. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I was like, whoa.
0: Yeah, it's it's as big as the two barns that we lost. Yeah. It's yeah. as big as us. Apparently we're going to need it with all these new lives coming right. in. Right. That's something else that keeps me going is my animals, other, other things to think about other people, other beings to think about can always get me out of my funk. Right. If I'm in one
1: here, I think this might be a good time to read this. Tick So he talks about suffering and by his definition of suffering, he means like anger, despair and anxiety. And he says, if you can deal with them, then you'll be able to handle the problems of war and poverty and conflicts, because if we have fear and despair, we cannot remove the suffering of society. But here's the cool part. So he says, well, happiness and suffering support each other to be is to be interbe. It's like the left and the right. If the left is not there, the right cannot be there. The same is true with suffering and happiness, good and evil. In every one of us, there are good seeds and bad. We have the seed of brotherhood, love, compassion, insight, but we also have the seed of anger, hate, and dissent. I just thought it was interesting about
0: if you have the left, you have the right, you know, the 50, 50. It's our 50, 50. And and it's absolutely true. That's what, you know, when... When we're feeling solitary, when we're in those difficult times, that's really, it's difficult for me to think about a difficult time that doesn't come with a feeling of isolation. Mm. I feel isolated from Mm. others, others, all the goodness. And when I can access, not believe my brain, Mm -hmm. but that's just my brain telling me I'm isolated and when I can access that community that just changes everything so under it does it takes both halves to really feel the other one
1: right and so by you know that's accepting what is too right it's not arguing with what we have it's accepting all the parts yeah normalizing all the parts and controlling what we can control
0: Mm -hmm. moving on Understanding this too shall pass. Right. <laughs> All right, Scarlett. <laughs> so Janet, thank you for that question. I, I hope that, I hope you didn't mind waiting an extra week to hear yeah. our response to it.
1: Janet W.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, until next week, if you're looking for coaching, if you're ha- having your own difficult time, then. I can certainly help you at soniagreencoaching.com. And
1: I can certainly help you too. Might um, be a little bit of a wait, but it's at, <laughs> you can find me on uh, the Instagram at just Judy. And um, I do coach for No BS, So you can find me in there.
0: Yeah. All right. We'll see you all next week. In the meantime, if you would like to either give us a review a comment or ask a question or my favorite share our podcast with somebody else we would certainly appreciate it
1: maybe someone you know is having a hard time yeah and could benefit from hearing how a couple of coach experts here who are (laughs) well well
0: seasoned in life (laughs) yeah how how we've made it through ours Mm -hmm. yeah so just hit that share button and we'll off we'll go sounds great All right, well, we'll see you all next week. Bye.